Good night, everyone. Welcome to Common Sense, episode three, titled More Money, More Problems. Share the life. Send the link to your family. Send the link to your friends. Send the link to all of your groups. And let's come in and gain some common sense tonight. Really excited tonight. Uh, we're trying something new tonight. And I know that it's going to be successful. I want to, before I get into the topic for tonight, shout out to my sponsors. And Common Sense is powered by Lucasid. And we have a fresh sponsor tonight. A new company is on board. That company is what we all know as M&M Snacket. For all of your favorite egg balls, puris, chana, roti, curry, you name it, M&M Snacket got it. So you can check them out. They're located right next to the Harbor Bridge and all across Guyana for the very best pastries in Guyana. All right, so tonight, I'm coming very hard at you. Tonight, we're going hard like Russell Westbrook. And we want to tackle, firstly, cure two of the book that we've been studying so far, The Richest Man in Babylon. Last week, we tackled the topic of paying yourself first. And this week, we're going to be tackling the topic of controlling your expenses. I know that's not something that we like to hear. I don't like to hear it because I love to spend. But if we want to be financially free, if we want to live successful and be wealthy, it's very important that we learn how to control our expenses. And that is true too in The Richest Man in Babylon. And that is what we're going to be getting into tonight. Now, you know, we're currently in cricket mode. The T20 World Cup is going on right now. And if you know, I'm a big fan of the West Indies. Even though they're taking a lot of L's, I continue to support. But one thing that they would always say is the importance of going back to the drawing board. And tonight, we're going to the drawing board. Put up that drawing board for me there. Tonight, we're going back to the drawing board. All right, beautiful. So the drawing board tonight has a very interesting graph. On the x-axis, if I could remember correctly, is money. And on the y-axis is time. And then in the middle, there are two lines that show you your income and your spending. And this drawing board shows us what we call in finance lifestyle inflation. What is lifestyle inflation? If you can read the graph, you can see as the income expands or increases, spending increases concurrently. So as your income expands, as your income grows, your spending grows. That is what we call lifestyle inflation. I can give you a perfect example. Imagine when you started working in 2015, you were earning $70,000. And you finished UG after studying for four years in 2019. And your boss gave you a salary increase or your company. You move from 70 and they give you a $130,000 increase, 200000 a month. Now, this person used to survive really comfortably on 70000 now they're making 200000 And what happens in most situations is that as your income increases, you'll notice a pattern whereby your spending increases. So you probably used to travel in a bus to work in 2015. 
Now we get a bigger increase, and we buy a car. The car that we buy is three million. We don't have three million in our bank account, so we go to Republic Bank. Well, I don't go there, but we go to GBTI or one of those other banks, and we decide, you know what? I'm going to pay down five hundred thousand on a car, and I'm going to pay my monthly installments of sixty, seventy thousand. You used to live with your parents. No rent, you ain't paying no bills, nothing. You get a big increase, now you're ready to be independent. You move out of your parent home, and you're now renting a house. 60000 a month. So, from out of that $130,000 increase, you've already increase your spending substantially. Maybe you used to buy food from your work, canteen for lunch. We ain't buying that no more. We get more money and we go in and buy food from Marriott, from Pegasus, from Bistro, and all the latest fancy restaurants. And this is what happens in most cases. As your income grows, your spending grows. And let me first say that absolutely nothing is wrong with that. That is the reason why I went to UG for four years. And all of us improve our education, improve our skills and so forth, because we want to earn more so that we can have a higher quality of life and a better standard of living. However, when your income increases, when your spending increases faster than your income, you put yourself in dire straits. And that is what is happening in most individual lives. If you check statistics that were released from America, most Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Most Americans do not even have $1,000 in the bank. That is $200,000. Conversely speaking, most Americans have the latest iPhone, probably iPhone 13 or 14 now, I don't know. Jordans, um, the latest Gucci belt, everything. These Americans have, but they don't have $1,000 in their savings. That is what we call lifestyle inflation. It's also called the Parkinson's law of money which simply states as well as, as your income grows, your spending will grow. And if we continue like that, we're either going to end up in a lot of debt, we're going to continue living paycheck to paycheck, and we're going to be very, very broke. Now, some of the reasons why lifestyle inflation is so popular, one, people want to keep up with the Jonases. Now, I'm very short, and one time I tried to keep up with the Jonas's, and I tried and I tried, but I couldn't reach. So I stopped doing the long now. But many persons are enslaved to the need to keep up to what society, what is going on in society. You check Instagram, you check Facebook, you see everybody on fancy vacations, driving the latest whips having the fancy cars, and you want that lifestyle too. Your neighbor take a new chair set from courts, and you feeling jealous, and you go to courts to take, you, to take your chair set now, even though you don't really have the money to afford it. That is what keeping up with the Jonas is, basically. And that is very, very destructive. Lifestyle inflation has to be curbed, and it has to be moderately done. Just like everything in life, things must be done in balance. So what you can do is maybe you get the increase, and you need a car because you have children, or you're just fed up taking buses, public transportation. You can pay for your car, 
but you can't immediately leave your parents' house if you were living in your parents' house. Because all of that increase now is blown away on just two things. And the thing about it is when you buy a car, you have a bunch of new expenses that you previously didn't have that you have to cater for now. So you got to pay bills, you got to pay gas, you got to pay for repairs, and everything that goes along with purchasing a car. And many persons don't even think about that. And the thing about it is that if you check many lives, and I mentioned this last week, it's not how much you make, but how much you keep. There are persons that are earning 300,000 plus, what a certain journalist considered to be a super salary, and 400 and 500,000 plus, yet they're still living paycheck to paycheck. Yet, they're still lamenting the fact that they're not really being financially free. They're not feeling wealthy. As compared to a person who is making 80 and 90,000, in many instances, those persons who are making less are actually richer and more wealthier than persons who are making these large sums of cash. So we have to be very, very mindful of falling into the trap of lifestyle inflation. Like I mentioned earlier, we do work hard, we do study hard so that we can improve our standard of living. You can't want to live with your parents for the rest of your life. Eventually, we're going to want our own homes. We're going to want more fancy clothing and all these kind of stuff. But it has to be done in the right timeline, and it has to be done moderately, or else you'll find yourself in a lot of debt. And in Guyana, unlike in America, we don't have credit cards. In America, a lot of persons that you see looking wealthy, they owe the credit card company lots of money. We don't have those luxuries really in Guyana. So if you want to impress others, if you want to rack up 500 likes on Instagram by going into debt, then you're putting yourself and your family and your future family in significant hardships. So lifestyle inflation, I want to warn you guys to be very, very careful of that. And you need to control your spending. You need to control your spending. You need to control your spending. Do not fall into the habit of becoming a victim to the materialistic culture that we are in. And you just want to shop, 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 shop. And I could remember one time for Christmas, I went to the market with my mom. We went to buy meat for the pepper pot. And We bought our meat, and as we were leaving, every single stall in the market, we stopped for buy stuff that we did not leave with the intention of buying. Many times, this is what happens to a lot of us. We're so addicted to shopping. We go into a store, we just go to buy one thing. We want to buy everything. Have to be very, very, very careful about those things. Because a failure to control your expenses will ensure that you continue to live paycheck to paycheck and you'll continue to suffer the financial consequences and you'll never be wealthy and you'll never enjoy what true wealth feels like. So enough of me tonight. I have a very wonderful guest with me tonight. Uh, it's my first female guest and I'm really excited to have a female on the show. Uh, she's the owner of Pieces and Things. She's an entrepreneur. She's very vocal on social media, on all manners of, on all matters and all issues. Good night to you, Mr. Shaka, and welcome to Common Sense. Thank you for being here. Now, I want to start this conversation by asking you, was there ever a time whereby, I'm figuring that your revenues would have increased from when you started to now. Did you see a change in your spending habits as you experienced no, that increased profits? Did, that, that thing. My revenues didn't increase. Actually, I lost my property. So my revenues drastically decreased. Ah. That's the story. That's my story. 
And it wasn't until my revenues drastically decreased, I realized, oh, whoa, 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 I was doing something wrong. And that's when I started reading, you know, I was a little later in my journey. Um, I was around 27 years old. Uh, you know, I just turned 30. Um, I started doing my reading, started doing my research, all the books that my mother gave me at 17, rich dad, poor dad, and all of that. I finally picked them up and I started to read them and I realized what I was doing wrong. And that, that lifestyle inflation that you, that you speak about is real. You can't be spending all the money that you're making, you know, inflation in itself is real lifestyle inflation is real right and then the thing about money is that it's energy and you have to constantly make sure that you have money coming in right you always want to make sure that you're not operating at a deficit that's how you build wealth you want to be literally spending less than you than you earn that that's so true and i want to ask you why do you believe that lifestyle inflation is so prevalent? Now, like I mentioned earlier, lifestyle inflation is a part of life. At some point, we will be spending more as our income grows. But Correct. it must be a moderation, it must be a balance. Why do you think Correct. many times we miss the balance and we do way more than we ought to? Well, I think right now, social media is a big, big thing. Right. I think everybody, like you said, trying to keep up with the Joneses and um, people, it's just human nature to want to, you know, compete, show out. And then you're in the you're in the pony stages when you're all in your early 20s. Yes, I was a big girl now. I could talk. Right. You're in, oh, the, yeah. <laughs> you're in the peacock stages where you where you want to show out. You don't know much about life. It looks easy and you just you're, you're you have your, your freedom. And um, for me, I was locked up in the house all the time. So once once I was let outside, I, I outside, right? Um, so I think that's what happens when you're in your early twenties, um, when you're when you're young and in your early twenties. And I think if you if you are stuck in that mindset, you carry debt into you know well into your middle ages, and by the time you you, you die poor how you just mentioned that persons are stuck in that mindset how do you um how do you become unstuck for the lack of a better word from that mindset well for me i i had a wild taste of abundance right and um i also had the bitter taste of not having so much like, so I, I, I understand that um, I don't crave the excess anymore. I don't crave the excess anymore. Um, I know for sure I'm not never going to be eating gravel again. But, uh, you know, that that excessive lifestyle is a bunch of waste. So I guess for it. Oh, Gore. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Lord, I forgot his name. He wrote, Grant Cardone, he said, before you can start saving, he wrote the 10X, the 10X, the 10X rule. Uh -huh. He said, before you can actually start saving and investing, get yourself to a comfortable lifestyle. Get yourself, work yourself to a comfortable lifestyle. And I think that was like, you know, that was a outside of a portion of everything I earn is mine to keep, a principle in the book, um, the richest man in Babylon. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's a very realistic and practical uh, gem that was dropped by Grant Cardone. So for me, I know that within the next three to five years, I don't intend on making any children. Right. I need my an apartment is good for me. Um, for me, uh, having my nails and my toes done. Those are my beauty. Right. Those are my non-negotiables that make me feel good. Right. And then I may have like a little shopping budget that I put myself on a budget uh, for my personal expenses, um, because those are things that make me feel good, that don't make me feel poor, that don't make me feel as though I'm struggling so that I don't have to overindulge. Right. We all have our vices, but like you've been stressing all things in moderation. So 
Go ahead. I, I, I won't even consider them vices because I know that many financial persons love <clears> to tell persons don't spend their money, save, 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 save. And I mentioned this last week, but you need to have a balance because we are human beings. We need to have fun. Uh, we need right. to ensure that our living. mental health is, is strong. So I won't consider them vices. Right, right. Well, well, right. So for me, as a, you know, I'm a lady and I'm in fashion. My hair must, be, my hair must be done. My nails must be done. These are things that for me, they're non-negotiables. But I realized that there are certain things that I can trade. Like I don't need hair, right? So my head is bald. So I save a whole lot of money, right? I don't need to be with the $600 weaves and stuff like that. Um, so I can put more into my beauty in my, in other areas. So that that's what goes on. That's what goes on over here. It's just making sure that and in the event, right? I want to increase in my personal spending. That means that my my personal income has to increase. And I think the the laws of the percentages really helped me out a lot. That ten percent that is now increasing to fifteen percent. You know what uh -huh. I mean? That was that was awesome for me. I I learned about it. Um, the richest man in Babylon about three years ago. That has been that was that I should have I should have known that I should have known that from eighteen. Fox. You know what money is that? <laughs> now, you've just brought up the importance of having a budget. But before we go there, there's this book that I'm currently reading called "I Will Teach You to Be Rich." And the author is kind of against budgeting. Uh, he okay. prefers to have something called a conscious spending plan, which is okay. not totally different from a budget, but he believes that budgeting is very restrictive and it can make you feel guilty because many times we don't adhere to our budgets and then we feel guilty and then we just throw, I, I'm done with this budgeting, I can't, I can't keep a budget and I'm done with that. So he developed something called a conscious spending plan, which is basically he determined the things that he loves, that he loves to spend on. So like you mentioned, you want to look beautiful, you want to have your fancy stuff. That is what you love. So you would right. spend or you would allocate a specific amount of money towards that. I like traveling. So right. based on whatever I earn on a monthly basis, a percentage is allocated towards my traveling expenses or whatever. Correct. Each of us have to determine the things that we love and allocate our money consciously towards those things. But what ends up happening is that we want to spend money on things that we don't love. So for example, you might be an introvert, but you see everybody going out. And then you don't really like going out, but you just want to tag along. So you start spending a lot of money now on going to restaurants, going to clubs, deep down, not getting any satisfaction from that spending. He says Self -awareness. that that is what is really cripples many persons. So I, I can't like that idea more than budgeting because to be honest, I've, I have a budget. I keep a budget. I'm able to successfully navigate my budget on a monthly basis but many persons don't have that mental discipline that is needed to maintain a budget so what would you say to persons um either the, as it comes to budgeting or having a conscious spending a plan the importance of that well i like i said what made it easier for me was percentages right um, and because I have my my own business, it's automatic. Ashaka, if you want to spend more, then obviously you you have to put more in and make your and get your businesses earning more. Um, having a conscious spending plan is all about self awareness. Is what I was just you know chiming in and saying. You're you're. I think that you know if so. Let's say within that allotment of how much you can personally spend on yourself, whether it be 50% of your of your income, then you get to chop out, okay, what do you really like? Like, do you really need to go to the movies every weekend? 
Like, you know, do you really need to do that? Or will Netflix do you just fine? Like, I have absolutely no subscriptions. You know, and I make, I earn a lot of, a lot in, in terms of, you know, in comparison to the Ghana, whatever. I don't have any subscriptions outside what belongs to my business because I don't watch TV and those things add up. So it's just like, you know, and I want my money to be for me because Netflix is then going to fall into a purse, into my personal pocket. Okay. No. Right. So just because everybody has Netflix and everybody has Hulu and then I'm finding myself becoming just like the millionaires who don't have the latest phones. My iPhone 10 is serving me just fine. Right. Like the camera specs are just fine. I ain't trying to keep up anymore. Like I'm I'm good. You know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to put that thousand dollars towards a trip to let's just say Dubai or something, because those things are more fulfilling to me. So um, I like the idea of conscious spending. I've actually never heard of that book, but it's just, again, for me, it's the percentages, right? The percentages I can't, because even if my money goes up and down, then my percentage, the percentage is fixed. And um, make, then I can cut away right there within that pocket. Beautiful. At this point in time, I want to just, let persons know that if you're interested in asking a question, if you want to call in and ask questions, uh, we're going to open up the, the Zoom lines, you know, custom to sing phone lines, for persons to ask their questions. But as I await a question, I want to talk quickly about business. I was reading some financial reports over the past few weeks of some major businesses and what happened to them during the pandemic. And the curious thing occurred to me. Many of them recorded profits, but many of them recorded significant reductions in their revenues. Now, revenues and profits are different for persons who are not from an accounting background. Uh, revenues are basically your sales, what you earn and your profit is your sales less your expenses. And one might ask, how were businesses able to record profits even though they had falling revenues during the pandemic? That is because many businesses cut back on costs. They developed cost containment measures, or what we would call austerity measures. And I think when you go back to Parkinson's law of money, it explains why such a thing happens. Now, when you know that you're working from a lower budget, you become more creative in the way that you spend. So many businesses that were just spending money aimlessly pre-pandemic, they cut back on a lot of those expenses and they started to find more efficient means of doing business. What would you say to business owners uh, in terms of helping them to cut back on their expenses so that they can even enjoy larger profitability. Okay, so as, as many would know, um, Pieces and Things is now fully online, right? We're fully online. We've had the blessing of actually not um, losing revenue, to be honest, right? Because um, of my big personality and and you oh, know just that. going back to business school we lose revenue um but we definitely have also increased in profits because everything is being operated mobily i don't have gpl to pay with those rates i don't have the mortgage and stuff to pay so just like um i used to read or you know people operating on a shoestring budget the as long as the outcome is income people you know people tend to say you want to make sure that you are keeping as much as you possibly can you got to get greedy with your money right not greedy with your customers and trying to rob them but you got to get you got to get selfish with your money it's your money you you got to you got to make sure that i don't like gpl I don't like courts. I don't like these big corporations at all. This is my money, right? So in any which way, just like your mom tells you, plug out the 
plug out the utility, you know, the iron, if you're not using it, every dollar adds up, right? See what cost-effective measures you can take in terms of um, what we started doing, uh, reducing transportation. We don't go down to the park or, you know, stuff like that every day. We make sure that we do it twice a week, right? It's only upon emergencies because that $1,500 round trip adds up when it and it cuts into your bottom line so it's just it's just those things um making sure that you're not reducing on quality that you give your customers but you're definitely reducing on excess spending and trust me that ten thousand dollars that fifteen thousand dollars that twenty five thousand dollars at the end of the month truly adds up i see mr i heard mr chin um down at one of those stores he raised his bags his bags prices by like 20 or 40 dollars unconscionable that's how i feel right just import your stuff from amazon knock your belly because over time you're going to end up saving more um another thing that i would have learned in business school is we got to look at our monthly expenses and earnings if you're in retail um quarterly a lot of us get tied up doing this thing month to month Let's look at it quarterly and see, you know, over the first quarter, second quarter, how much you can reduce spending. That's uh, how the major company does it. Huh? I was saying that's how major companies do quarterly reports and so forth. Correct. Correct. You know, so that you can, you, and then you get to adequately compare. Yeah. I mean, a lot happens when you, when you had a lot. And then you lose it all, and then you make sure that okay, we ain't going back there. Yeah. Excellent point. But now, like, you mentioned something yeah. earlier that I just want to touch on quickly. You said that okay. your savings are increasing or increased from ten percent to fifteen to twenty as you earn oh, more. You Many persons, because of lifestyle inflation, the salary moved from a hundred thousand to two hundred to three hundred thousand yet they're not saving anything more. Can you please encourage those persons for me to increase that 10% like a 15 or 20 and ensure that you're keeping more as your income increases? Correct. So you want to make sure that, like I said, get comfortable, right? Get comfortable. Don't go, guys, don't go big in nobody belly. Um, ladies, don't go getting pregnant within the next three years. Get yourself comfortable. And then you're going to, because, you know, you're going to constantly, if you're enterprising, you're going to always want to earn more. And as you earn more, that's it. You start saving from the more. So if you were already saving at your 10%, at, let's say you're making $120,000 a year, uh, sorry, a month you're making $120,000 a month and you're saving 10%, then you go to a, within the next three years, you go to a 250, then you increase, You, if you take, how much is that? Another 10% of that um, $130,000 increase, then boom. That's about 30,000. Well, then you're, yeah, that, yeah, then you're great. So then you're at, what is it? At, you're at 30 right now? And that's, and wouldn't that be 15? Correct. Right. But your lifestyle remains the same, right? You're still in the same apartment. You're still doing what you like to do. Nothing much, nothing much changed. You have more money and you have more money saving. And then like we would have learned in the richest man in Babylon, that money that we're saving there is not just to look pretty in the bank. It's to come out and make you more money. Excellent point, excellent point. And what you just touched on is basically a early introduction to what we'll be tackling in our next program. Because in our next program, we'll be going into uh -huh. Cure 3, which is investment. And we'll be having the Guyana Stock Exchange on Common Sense for our next program, which will be in the second week of November. But I just want to quickly That's touch on investment for you because I believe that sometimes we spend too, many, too much time telling persons to cut back on their expenses and not teaching them how to earn more. Correct. Uh, what would you tell persons to encourage them to 
increase the amount of money they're earning, whether it be becoming an entrepreneur, having another side hustle, or investing in stocks or mutual funds? What would you say to those persons? Okay, so I can't give any advice on an area that I, you know, I have no expertise on. Currently, I my aspirations are to invest in the stock market, um, but I have, you know, I have my own inhibitions. And but I do, I do everybody, everybody doing it, so I might as well, like you know. But I have some research to do. So, um, currently, I am I am engaging in three active sources of income right so we have pieces and things which i pay myself a salary from and then i have miss pieces and things virtual courses which is active you know i'm teaching and stuff and then there's something else that i'll be doing but then there's only 24 hours in the day coming from a real estate background of passive income where i would have enjoyed the 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 the, the most fun of my of my money i my savings are now going towards that now real estate appreciates right i would say jump on board get you some friends i was doing some research on in terms of how to combat uh lifestyle inflation and they say get friends that actually have the same goals let me just do a sidebar don't hang out with broke friends all right because then you'll have to be you know, having having to spend all the money all the time when you do go out, don't do that. But also don't hang out with broke with broke friends or friends that don't have any like rich ambitions, because when it's time for you to pool your resources, then you have no pool. Right. So I would say get together with some friends that are like minded and you guys invest in some real estate. Half of bread is better than none. 10%, you know, you guys come together, form a corporation, and uh, that's how the Jews do it. You know what I mean? That's how that's how we're gonna get that's how we're gonna get rich, people. That's how we're gonna build wealth by coming together and um with like mindedness and you know and understanding and you know, just that's it. That's where I would go. That's where I'm going. Excellent. You know, uh, real estate is where I'm going. Excellent points, Shaka. And as we begin to wind down the conversation, is there anybody on Zoom that wants to ask a question? But uh, as we await a question, I just want to take this time to remind persons that for breakfast tomorrow morning and for lunch, you need to head down to m and Snack It and get your, your fancy egg balls, your uh, fancy puri, and everything else, pastries, anything else that you want to eat. They do catering, they do delivery. You know where you need to go, right? And if you need some energy. LucasAid recently launched two new brands. And they're giving away some prizes for persons who post a photo drinking the new brands. I'm going to have the new brands here next week. Post a photo with the persons drinking the brand. And you tag LucasAid Guyana, you tag LucasAid Caribbean. And you can win some Amazon gift cards, you can win some JBL speakers, and you can win some cases of free Lucasade. You can't really want better than that. So I want to encourage you guys to ensure that you go down to the supermarkets and get your Lucasade. All right? Now, I have a question here from somebody who is shy on WhatsApp. Um, I think we kind of answered the question, but because I want to ensure that the person doesn't feel slighted. I'm going to still ask the question. They want to know how can you effectively create and manage your budget? Ashaka, can you help them? Oh, how can you create? How can you and effectively, effectively manage your budget? And manage your budget. Well, okay. There's this book called The Compound Effect. Uh, and uh, basically what it spoke about was writing everything down, right? And starting and starting small and then having those, those changes basically increment over time and then it becomes big changes. So how I started by with creating my budget is I know how much I make, but then I, for 28 days, I wrote down every single thing that I spent on, like every single thing that I spent money on, I, I wrote that down. And that's when I started to like cut things out and realize where I was spending too much. I also stated that 
I branched my things, my, my spending off into percentages. So it would have been 10% savings, right? And then based on whatever I would have written down, I would have said, okay, um, let's say 40 or 50% is my personal savings. Well, sorry, my personal spending. And then out of that part, out of that 50% or 60%, whichever, right? I will then dedicate what goes to school, what goes to um to my hair, my nails, my beauty, what goes to bills, right? And if I want to spend more on beauty, then I'm gonna have to cut down on bills. Cause I ain't going and ask mom for money. So that's just basically it. So it's first. First thing first, writing down every single thing for the next 30 days that you spend money on. The juice, the Bigfoot, everything, right? And then you realize that, hey, I could really buy make the please cheese, cheese please at home. <laughs> you know, I could I could I could drink tea. <laughs> and you very uh, much. yeah. Huh? I think you're able to successfully answer the question. I have another question on Zoom person said that they're having mic issues, but they typed the question in the chat. They're asking, they're asking, you did mention you invest into assets online. May I ask what type of assets one can invest in online to earn a passive income in Kayana? I think I'm going to answer this question. I'm not sure whether you heard us correctly, but I don't think we mentioned investing into assets online. What we said is that Next week, or the following week, whenever we have another episode, we're going to be having the Guyana Stock Exchange with us, and they'll be sharing about everything that you want to know about investing in the stock exchange. Of all the questions that I've received since I've started this podcast, many persons have been asking about the stock exchange, how do you get involved, which companies do you invest in, and so forth. So, all of those questions will be answered next week or whenever we have the next episode. So, Christopher, you tune in next week. The stock exchange is gonna, you're gonna hear it directly from the horse's mouth and you can ask all of your questions about investment on our program next week. Can the technician please put up the drawing board because I have a very strong feeling that um, the West Indies may ask to go back to the drawing board tomorrow after they get licks. But I'm going to take us back to the drawing board one more time. So just in case you came in a bit late, the drawing board shows us lifestyle inflation. And it's something that happens to all of us but something that we need to be very aware of because it can have crippling effects on our financial life. The lifestyle inflation basically shows us that as their income increases, their spending increases. However, if your spending exceeds your income, then you'll find yourself in very turbulent waters. And I would want to advise everyone listening if there's anything that you're taking away from this program tonight, you must control your expenses. As you elevate in life and you want the finer things in life, do it in moderation. Don't do everything immediately. You don't need fancy everything right away. You can get it over a period of time. And once you do that, you'll surely escape the clutches and the perilous nature of lifestyle inflation. So as we prepare to wrap up tonight, Ashaka, we've spoken a lot about controlling your expenses, about budgeting and everything. What would you want to say to our viewers as your final words tonight? Well, I would just want to, you know, reiterate some of your facts because I know that a lot of your, your, your audience, they're in their early 20s. I'm getting feedback, but um, I would basically like to say, don't even worry about it. Don't worry about keeping up with the Joneses, pace yourself, make sure that your long-term goals, you know, are, they outweigh your short-term satisfactions. Uh, I liked the, the takeaway that you gave with the conscious, the conscious spending, 
right? Because you do matter, but you don't have to get everything right now. And that, that's basically it. Like stay home sometimes, you know, make sure that you're saving, make sure that you have big dreams and big goals for yourself that outweigh, you know, that outrun next week, Saturday and the latest shoes and the, and the like, yeah. Thank you very much, Ashaka, for gracing right. us with your you're presence welcome. tonight. You've been an, an amazing host, amazing guest, sorry. And I'm really grateful that you took the time to be here tonight. I want to encourage Thank everybody you. to ensure that you share the live. You can view this podcast on Spotify, on Digicel's Go Loud app, on Anchor FM, on YouTube, on Facebook, at Common Sense. On Facebook, we're from the page Amcor VPI. And ensure that you share the live with your friends and your family and ensure that everybody benefits from the knowledge and the common sense that we are sharing here tonight. So as we go, I have two posters here. Cameraman, can you just zoom into these posters for me? I want persons to ensure that they see it. Control One of them says, control your expenses. The other one says, stop spending like crazy control your expenses control your expenses stop spending like crazy stop spending like crazy thank you very much have a wonderful night